0: This is a story of a wildlife veterinarian, that's me, who met and fell in love with a wildlife biologist. That's me. And together they got married and hatched a podcast. goal for this first episode is to wait wait
1: wait (laughs) let's reverse back to uh, how we're a married couple Um, and we currently live in a tiny apartment during the age of coronavirus and we are recording this essentially in our closet because that's the best place for audio in our apartment
0: exactly and when we say we're essentially in a closet We are definitely in a closet. In fact, I'm like like staring (laughs) at my shirts and pajamas and underwear as we speak.
1: But we have this like nice soundproofing like foam bricks. So it like works quite nicely. Exactly. One microphone. (laughs) (laughs) One laptop. Here we are. Here we are. And I'm drinking a ice cold Montucky cold snack. The unofficial official beer of Montana. How about you?
0: Um, I should note, Montucky Colt Snacks is not currently a sponsor of the Yeah, podcast. no free ads, no free, no free ads. ads. <laughs> However, Montucky,
1: Yeah. you can contact us, <laughs> us, hit us up. We're on all social media, <laughs> Wildlife <laughs> Health Connections podcast.
0: Follow us on Instagram. Well, I, I, I think this is going really well so far.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I think we're nailing this.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, okay, I threw us off the tracks. You bring us back to the path we're on
0: yeah so we're trying to introduce folks listeners to the podcast and what is this podcast what can they expect who are we what journey are we all gonna take on together through these episodes
1: who are you that's like (laughs) that's the key part who are you (laughs) yeah
0: well I hate talking about myself.
1: This is true.
0: <laughs> Which is probably a bad thing for someone who's now hosting a podcast.
1: <laughs> I know, it's all about the other people in this podcast. So, uh, after this episode, it should get much easier. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll say for the listeners, it's hilarious cuz we had talked about how do we how do we get the listener to understand who you are for the podcast and we had come up with the idea of like I can interview you even though like all these episodes you're going to be the the key feature uh taking the listener through all the episodes and the interviews I can interview you to share with the listeners who you are and I had come up with all these questions in this format to 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 kind of like go through that with you and had scripted out all these questions and like okay yeah and then I can say this and then we'll guide through and we have this you know nice elaborate sort of like well uh well tied with a bow sort of uh introduction to you into the podcast and then you realized you have anxiety about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) having major anxiety about the idea of getting interviewed so (laughs) so here we are so let's introduce ourselves.
1: I'm Vincent Spagnolo. I'm a wildlife biologist and I'm your partner in crime and life. I've been doing conservation work and research for over a decade now.
0: I'm wildlife veterinarian Michelle Nealand. I've been at this for about a decade as well. I've done a lot of different things in my career. I've done everything from equine surgery, wildlife rehab, exotic pets, a little bit of zoo work. And my favorite thing of all is working with free-ranging wildlife, getting out there in the field, working on the front lines of wildlife health, assessing emerging health concerns in wild populations, and really connecting the dots between wildlife health, conservation, and what that means for ecological health, environmental health, and human health as well, because it's all connected.
1: What is the Wildlife Health Connections podcast?
0: My goal with the podcast is to, well, I have a few goals. But first and foremost is I wanted to find a way to bring out into the forefront all of the amazing people that are working in the field of wildlife health.
1: So it's a podcast on wildlife health. Yes. And you're deep diving into wildlife health by interviewing folks who operate in that realm, whether they're veterinarians, biologists, pathologists, epidemiologists, public health officials, even you're hitting all these corners of this corner of, of the natural world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think it's a really fascinating field and There's so many different people doing such interesting work. And I wanted to find a way to share that with the world. And selfishly, it gives me an excuse to be able to talk to these amazing people and other researchers that are doing this work that I find so fascinating. And it's such important work.
1: I mean, and it could be that simple. I mean, you tell people, what is the Wildlife Health Connections podcast? It's a podcast about the health of wildlife and drawing connections whether they're veterinarians or biologists or biostatisticians or epidemiologists or parasitologists or whoever it is public health officials you're drawing those connections between all the people who relate to and are involved in wildlife health
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: you agree that's great I like that
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just came up with that on the spot yeah
0: <laughs> You know, there's, there's other podcasts out there talking about wildlife, talking about science.
1: Talking about nature and nature. animals and birding and... Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's... But they're all sort of surface a bit.
0: A bit. And none of them really focus on this question of what is wildlife health? And how do we tell if wildlife is healthy? And, like, can wildlife get sick? What kind of diseases impact wildlife and what does it mean to be healthy or unhealthy is it just disease or is there other things going on and when we're talking about wildlife and wildlife conservation the old way to approach it is you know just worrying about are are they there or not so basically just counting numbers of animals that was sort of the where we started with conservation
1: yeah. You kind of like beat me to the punch of, yeah, this old concept of wildlife health. And yeah, like, you're totally right. It's, are the animals there? And if they're there, are they reproducing? And so it's literally just, you know, counting animals, presence, absence, and then, you know, yeah are, are, are they maintaining enough of a reproductive rate to to maintain themselves as a population? And like, if they are, then they're classified as healthy. Unless there's like some obvious disease outbreak with like massive mortality. But we know that that's not a good definition of health.
0: Yeah, and then so that brings us to a more modern definition of wildlife health, which is just defining health as presence or absence of disease. Now we know that that isn't adequate. We have to go deeper. We have to look at all the other factors that determine whether or not a species or an individual animal is healthy or not. And it's not just about worrying about disease. For sure, that's really important. And disease is a very important part of wildlife conservation and wildlife health. But sometimes the manifestation of disease is the tip of the iceberg. It's sort of the, the end state. Healthy animals are animals that have the ability to be resilient in the face of all the stressors that they're facing in their environment. One of my biggest goals for the podcast is to try to bring the field of wildlife health to the forefront. And wildlife health, it's not just important for, you know, vets that are working with wildlife. It also incorporates working together with biologists and ecologists and many, many other people but even beyond the, the researchers that are involved in this work, it's important for the general public to kind of understand a little bit more about this too. One of the reasons why we decided to start this podcast now, and why are we recording from our closet in our apartment, <laughs> is it's currently November 2020, and we're basically right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic as everybody knows it's a global
1: pandemic it's a once in a century sort of (laughs) occurrence
0: so we're in the middle of a pandemic here um basically going into
1: we're unhealthy
0: yeah we're very unhealthy as a population as a
1: population
0: (laughs) but even if folks weren't aware of the importance of wildlife health before the pandemic they certainly now should be aware of it and that was one of the reasons that prompted us to do this podcast now we know that this pandemic was the result of a virus that originated in wildlife and spilled over into people zoonosis it was it is a zoonotic (laughs) disease despite some crazy youtube conspiracy theories that
1: escaped from a lab yeah it it was near the wet market and (laughs) (laughs)
0: it did not originate in a lab it originated in wildlife so that right there if nothing else if if people don't care about wildlife they don't care about conservation they should care about wildlife health right now because of this global pandemic that's basically turned the world upside down is a direct link to wildlife health and what can happen when you know wildlife health is is put in jeopardy and when we're not studying wildlife health and when we're not doing surveillance and when we're not doing all of that preparedness work to basically prepare for something like this and the sad part is this is not going to be our last pandemic
1: no it's not and the audience needs to know like what's going on and um focusing just on you know covid and um you know, the issue there isn't enough. We need to have wildlife health as, you know, something that's much further in the forefront. And the way you do that is to get it out to the masses. And I think an interesting aspect of the podcast, and one of the reasons why I'm so excited about it, is that we even see the issues of wildlife health and the lack of knowledge of it in our professions. And me as a biologist, I see, you know, so many other biologists out there and other folks working with wildlife who just still are, you know, mired in that old concept of wildlife health. Are there populations there? Are they are they there? Are they present or not? And if they're present, are they reproducing and are there any die-off events? And if there aren't any die-off events and they're reproducing, well, then, yeah, they must be, like, healthy. And we you talk about, you know, population ecology and demographics and management issues and blah, blah, blah. But, like you know, that's basically where wildlife health ends. And that gets back to the sort of the connections part where it's like, yeah, we're investigating wildlife health and, um, you know, you're interviewing the people that are working and relating to wildlife health and going deep and diving deep into it with them. And the neat part is when interviewing those people, uh, a lot of times it comes uh, with some pretty incredible stories.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a key thing too. As important as it is to talk about their research and their work and the science behind everything. I think it's also equally important to give these professionals a voice as well, to talk about not just their research and the science, but you know, what challenges have they faced as people? Um, it's,
1: the sacrifices. The sacrifices,
0: exactly. These are real people with families and or not families, or no families. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, but they're they're the point is they're real people behind this work and who are so,
1: absurdly passionate,
0: absurdly passionate,
1: and absurdly driven,
0: absurdly driven. Often there's a lot of sacrifice behind all the work that they do. I mean,
1: they're pushing the bubble of research and conservation.
0: Yeah. So giving them a voice too and and like I said not just okay tell us about your research okay thanks goodbye but (laughs) yeah I'll just
1: give us a surface view of like what you're doing oh that's so cool it's
0: like oh wow that's that's amazing research you know how did you do that how that sounds like it was really tough what sacrifices came along with that what challenges did you did you encounter doing that work but that's the thing all of this work happens kind of in a place that the general public doesn't really get to see it
1: or even the people in in the realm of wildlife
0: right exactly I mean I'm I'm in the realm like I'm a vet doing this work I'm I'm quote-unquote in it and I still feel like there's so many people out there that are doing such awesome things that I have no idea about or maybe I've you know read about their work in a journal but I've never met them I've never had a chance to talk to them so yeah, it's just I, so important.
1: I think one of the like cool parts that that you sort of revealed to me and, and we discussed about the podcast is one of your core audience segments is students, veterinarian students, biology students, people wanting to get into conservation, but particularly veterinarians. And they're wanting to get into this, but it's, it's such a small and and. and rapidly changing and, and unrepresented realm that it's so hard to break into that. And you want to give them exposure to what's going on and who the people are and what's happening and, 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 and what's changing and developing and what like sort of the future is with wildlife health and give them that sort of entry point into it.
0: Yeah, totally. There's so much work that needs to be done. I mean, for wildlife conservation in general, but especially when we talk about wildlife health. Just with all of the environmental changes that are happening and the unprecedented rate that things are changing at this point in time, we we really need to be (laughs) finding ways to enable and encourage as many people as possible to kind of join the fight. And part of that is, one, is showing examples of what other people are doing. So for any students or early career professionals or anyone out there that is interested in maybe joining the fight and being part of wildlife conservation and wildlife health, it's really important to show examples of what others are doing, because I think that's a, that's a big stumbling block that I hear a lot from students especially, is they know that they want to somehow be involved in this, whether they're biology, biology students or vet students, they have this interest in wildlife health, but they kind of don't really know what that means um, they don't really know exactly what kind of work they can do. How do you do that <laughs> How work? How do you do that work? Who's doing that work? <laughs> yeah. And so one of the things that we can try to do is is provide examples of, hey, look at all of these amazing people and this is what they're doing. And here's examples of ways that you can be a part of this field, whether you're a vet or a biologist or an ecologist or any of these other fields that are that can come together and be a part of wildlife health research and conservation.
1: And something we haven't really talked about is, or um, we've talked about, but indirectly, is sort of what are the expectations for the listener with the podcast? Like, what 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 is somebody listening to this podcast? Like, what are they about to get themselves into? And what can they expect in the near term?
0: We really want this to be, you know, a podcast that really goes into detail on these topics because these are these are big, important topics. And they...
1: Yeah, like a deep dive. A
0: deep dive. But our goal is to do it in a way that is still kind of fun and easy to understand for everybody. We don't want this to be overly technical. We're not the point of this is to try to bring these wildlife health stories and bring the concept of wildlife health and why it's important, bring that to a wider audience. So
1: And make the connections across the wildlife conservation realm and wildlife research realms. And, and, and yeah, to tell those stories and sort of pull together and create this sort of paint, paint the picture of wildlife health.
0: Yeah. So I think for those that are already working in the field, um, you know, if you already are a a professional working with wildlife, I think you're going to appreciate the depth of the episodes because you'll definitely learn things. I mean, I for sure learn things with every episode and every interview that I do.
1: If you're not a scientist, don't worry, we're going to give you just enough hand-holding that you'll know exactly what is being discussed in the interviews.
0: Exactly. We're not going to leave anybody behind. But if you do want that extra science detail, if you really want that extra meat behind this work, we're going to give you that too.
1: Yeah, and I'm thrilled. I can't wait for the podcast to hit. In fact, if you're listening right now, it hit. And we're probably celebrating uh, while we're also charging forward with more episodes. And I want to point out that, Michelle, you're, well, first off, you're a badass veterinarian, but you're also a strong communicator. You're a leader, you're an innovator, and you've collaborated with some incredible people in the realm of wildlife. And you've built a bunch of great relationships. And that's what you're starting with. You're building the podcast around the, the people that you know in this realm that are, you know, the movers and the shakers and the leaders, and also some of the people that are Coming up into the realm, you'll be interviewing students who are, you know, cutting their teeth in wildlife health. And you're starting with that, and you're building a platform off that, but then you'll move forward with the podcast and with wildlife health in general.
0: Yeah, and as the name of the podcast implies, Wildlife Health Connections, it really is all about these connections. We can't do any of this work alone. All of the research that you're going to hear about recurring theme is collaboration, very rarely are there researchers who are out there just by themselves working in a vacuum or working alone in a lab doing this this kind of work. It's very much a field where we're stronger together. And that sounds a little bit corny, but it really is true. We need everybody. And we need these strong connections. We need these strong collaborations. That's the way we're going to actually move the needle forward. So one of my goals for this podcast is to just in some small way help to move that needle forward by using this microphone (laughs) using this platform
1: (laughs) your skills and knowledge as a veterinarian
0: bring in you know where applicable bringing in my skills to give a platform to help build these connections
1: yeah and develop the realm of wildlife health
0: yeah exactly and and just help push things forward however i can bring these new ideas into your ears every week <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe every, two weeks, maybe every to start. two weeks we'll see
0: we'll see how it goes
1: thanks for listening to another episode of the wildlife health connections podcast if you liked what you heard go hit that subscribe button and leave us a review you can check us out on social media for some good content and advance notice of upcoming episodes you can also get more information at wildlifehealth.org podcast